Well, this is a. This, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this section. Of, no, I'm just the North Koreans <laughs> have shut us down. We're, Kim Kim Jong Un will no longer allow our podcast to be played in North Korea. Are we gonna floodlight the interview at some point now? Because we will. <laughs> Welcome to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast, the only podcast registered and prepared to defend their All-Valley Under-18 Karate Championship. Woo! Woo! As you may have been able to tell from the intro, we are hopping back on the journey bus. Choo-choo! That's the sound the bus makes. <laughs> sure. I'm so tired, Ben. Why don't we ever record these in the morning? <laughs> I don't know if that would be worse. But yeah, we are hopping back on the journey uh, bus and we are getting back into the world of Karate Kid today to celebrate the release of the season four trailer for Cobra Kai. We're hopping into season one. We're getting started a little early just because we're so excited. Mm-hmm. But we will talk about that more in uh, what is that called that we do? That segment? The segment where we talk about housekeeping. Housekeeping. That's what it's called. I was going to say, where we talk about the thing we're talking about. You mean the, the, the podcast? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that little thing? <laughs> Very little thing, yes. How are you, sir? I'm great. Oh, you're uh, Ben. You're, I, I am. You're Ben. We cleared that up. Um, I'm Phil? You're Phil. Phil. Okay. Last I checked. Well, I'm excited because today, the day we're recording this, it's International Podcast Day. Is it really? It is. That's a thing? <laughs> you could ask the same thing about us doing a podcast. That's a thing. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> not gonna lie. But I, I'm glad to be doing this. I hope you are too. Celebrating this wonderful day. High five for the listeners. Yes, I'm very excited. And you know, what better occasion to uh, talk about Cobra Kai? Yeah, we're just gonna we'll, talk about what just we want to talk about the most. Just adding more to the celebration. You know, mm-hmm. can't get any better. Yeah. Any housecape? Any housekeeping to get to today, sir? Well, we, we mentioned the Cobra Kai trailer. Um, we got another trailer. We got another pretty big trailer that's long anticipated. That we did. We got a Stranger Things. Yes, we did. Season four. Season four. The, S4. Didn't, didn't tell us all that much. No, they not, don't have to. They know we're going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's kind of frustrating, though, is they know they can just dangle a nothing in front of us and we'll all go crazy. Just like Spider-Man, kind of? It's just how it works now. You ever see like a trailer from like the 80s for like a Star Wars movie, like one of the original ones? It's like, it's the, like whole movie. the whole plot. Yeah. So you don't even need to go see it. I'd rather have what we have now, to be honest. Sure, yeah. You don't want to know everything ahead of time. But you also have people who are detectives and just try to piece everything together and combine it with plot leaks and stuff. And like, yeah. Oh, I know the whole plot of the movie already. It's like, well, what's what's the point? Well, I'm going to know too once I watch the movie. Yeah. Which is the fun part about this. Yeah. It's getting to watch the movie. Well, what did you think of the Stranger Things trailer? I think that I may have forgot to watch it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw so much about it on Twitter that I felt like I watched it. I may not. I don't. Now that I think about it, I don't know that I did watch it, actually. So most of it they spent on a flashback. um, Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I definitely didn't watch it. (laughs) Well, it seems to be like a haunted house type of deal. Um, They're showing weird things happening at this haunted house a couple decades before the show. Oh, and then the last half of the trailer is the only characters we get revealed are you get Steve, yeah. Dustin, Max, 
um, and Lucas go into this house and um, crack a couple of jokes. They don't really set up what's going to happen, um, but we get a quick little moment with them, and that's really it. As long as Steve's there, man. Yeah. That's all that matters to me. But uh, no one else no one else shows up, for, so for all we know. Did, do you see all these jokes about the uh, potential Stranger Things spinoff? No. There, apparently somebody leaked that there's a Stranger Things spinoff in the works, potentially, starring... Like following eleven, like just eleven, I, I guess yeah. But it was like focused around her, and a bunch of people were making jokes about how like, oh yeah, there's gonna be a John Wick spinoff about John Wick. Seriously, like it's like she's already the main character of this show. Like this, this is her spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> this is her show. Maybe that's wishful thinking by people that that's gonna happen. I don't know. Well, if you're gonna do a spinoff, I just there's plenty of other things you could do. Spinoff strikes me that's something you do with like a small element. Uh-huh. show you don't take one of the main parts of the show and make another show or you just make a similar show in the same world but like completely unrelated to this set of characters right yeah you like know the weird stuff going on someone else tapping into the strange things that are happening but or is it know. just hawkins maybe that would that would make it more fun if it was just hawkins yeah poor hawkins you got anything else for me uh oh, I did have yeah I do actually. Well, let me check my post-it note. Uh, Licorice Pizza, the new Paul Thomas Anderson. We got that trailer. It looks really good. The Licorice Pizza does or the trailer does? Well, the movie, Licorice Pizza doesn't sound very tasty to me. Well, Licorice Pizza, as I learned after this trailer came out, is slang for like vinyl records. Oh, okay, shows you how cultured I am. Well, it it's a it's kind of a long story about how it became a thing, but there's a it was a joke in like an SNL skit trying to sell records. They were dubbing them vinyl, uh, uh, licorice pizza, pizza. Yeah. and then uh, there was a chain of record stores called Licorice Pizza in the area that this movie's set in mm, in yeah. California somewhere. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, but for those of you Haim fans, if you're into the Haim sisters, the music group. One of the three of the sisters is actually starring in this movie. Well, there you go. Yeah. That one was for Mike. (laughs) Shout out, Mike. Well, it definitely wasn't for me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to get into... Really, the thing that we want to talk about most, all oh, we ever yeah. want to talk about. Always on my mind. <laughs> we are continuing our movie journey through the Karate Kid franchise. And we have come to the point where we are no longer on a movie, but a TV show. The Okay, Karate Kid 1 is obviously sacred. Mm-hmm. But we're at the point where the TV show is more valuable to me than the movies. You know, I... Part of me wants to say that that's sacrilegious, but over the last year or so, Cobra Kai is one of the best, if not the best thing I've watched. Like, new thing. 100%. It's so good. And I would have just, I would have gawked at seeing myself say that a year ago. It, it, would, it would have been unquestionable. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm one of the biggest fans of the Karate Kid movie to begin with, but... 
everything the show does right, both being its own thing and paying enough respect to like the source material. Or disrespect to the source <laughs> material. <laughs> it respects it in a disrespectful way. Um, I, I mean, trying to think of things that I've enjoyed as much as Cobra Kai. Best things I've watched over the past year would probably have to be, I mean, Parasite is up there and Attack the Block just because that blew my mind. But <laughs> like, those are the only things that could even compete with this. Um, but you got onto Cobra Kai before I did and you roped me into this. You're welcome. So, um, how fast did you fly through this the first time? The first time? Yeah. Oh, man. I was probably putting away 13 episodes a day. Oh, goodness. It, I, I went quick. There's 40 total episodes. I probably finished the I, – I think I finished the first watch through in five days. Wow. So not 13 a day. But not, not surprising. <laughs> it's it's an, such an easy binge. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you could just have it on all day, which I have the last two days. Well, Actually, it, and the episodes aren't like that long either, so um, it's not too much of a time commitment. But mm-hmm. for any of you who don't know, basic premise is this just takes place um, modern day as compared to 1984 when the first movie happened, and it follows Daniel and Daniel Son, Daniel LaRusso, Daniel Son, and <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, who he famously defeated in the All Valley Karate Tournament. In their lives decades after that moment. And both of their lives have gone just about how you thought they would since then. Uh, Daniel's a successful uh, car dealership owner. Johnny's life has crumbled. <laughs> because of that one moment. Because of that one moment. And Daniel's riding high from that one moment too. And um, maybe a little bit more than he should. He, he's built his whole marketing campaign for his dealership around... Kicking the competition. Being a karate master. And giving out bonsai trees to every customer, no matter how much water they take. Right. (laughs) How I look at this, uh, the whole premise of Cobra Kai, though, is how chaotic things get when Mr. Miyagi isn't there. Yep. Because he's he's long since he's died. He's out of the picture. Um, They remember him fondly, but he's not there for wisdom and guidance anymore. And these guys have no idea what to do. Especially, (laughs) yeah, both of them for sure. And I guess we'll, we'll save the sensei talk for Johnny till season two episode, mm-hmm. but it's, it's fun getting to see them both learn and grow and try and figure out how to navigate this relationship with karate and with each other throughout the, the yeah. first season. Yeah. Bonsai, Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Yeah. Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is the guy who's ass kicked. If you want to get technical, I kick this face. <laughs> hey, where you go, come oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm... Oh. <laughs> hey! Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh, was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? So they both give really good performances, I think. Oh, yeah. They're both great. Do you have one that you like better or or a character that you maybe, not necessarily a performance, but like a character you kind of are drawn to more? Well, so I think that's a really interesting question for Cobra Kai because each season it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And so 
I told you I had a few awards I kind of wanted to hand out. Ooh. <laughs> um, As in awarding this show is the best show ever. Yes. Well, that's out of the question. That's already happened. Um, there's there, there's this idea behind Cobra Kai, and one of the reasons I think it's so compelling is because as it goes, they just keep adding characters, and it's a huge ensemble cast, and nobody's right all the time. Like, there's Daniel-san in the original Karate Kid is the main character, and you're always siding with him because he's always your point of focus. But in Cobra Kai, you see all points of views from all the characters, and... Like I've said a few times, no one's right all the time. Sometimes Johnny's in the right and Daniel's in the wrong. Sometimes Daniel's right and Johnny's wrong. Sometimes Robbie's right. Sometimes Miguel is right. Sometimes Sam is right. Like it's it, they're all wrong too, though. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. never cheering for someone all the way through. Mm-hmm. But in this season, it it goes through and through. You know, it kind of it. The question or the award I had is who was right at the end of the season. Like, who was in the right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the season, Johnny and Miguel got the win at the All Valley. Spoiler. But Danielson and Robbie were in the right, I thought. Yeah. They were where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And that's for season one. Obviously, we'll talk about season two later, season three, and hopefully season four very soon. Okay. Also, season four coming out December 31st. What the heck? Yeah, they're, they're saying, you couldn't have that come out twelve days earlier. <laughs> Coming out in December, okay, the last day of December. <laughs> come on, like I'm gonna watch it on December 31st, but you couldn't have it come out on December 19th. Because <laughs> yeah, it should have been really. It like, would that have been so hard? I bet they early drop it. I would lose my mind. I would lose <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> um, we. We got a little bit more out of uh, the Cobra Kai trailer than we did out of the Stranger Things trailer, but mm-hmm. um, like you can tell, I I don't want to say I can tell where this is going, but you kind of end season three on a note of uniting a lot of the characters who are against each other mm-hmm. into a common goal, and I think you're going to see pretty fast that kind of fly apart again, and it's just not going to work. The, yeah, but. That's for season four preview. I'm just talking about the trailer, though. Yeah. Since we got it. It's going to be... It's because Johnny and Danielson, their their whole ideologies are just diametrically opposed Mm -hmm. to each other. Yeah. So it's like, how are they going to teach together? Even if they've grown as characters and people, they're just... They're too different. And, like, we've seen examples in the show, even in the first season, where... Johnny doesn't strike. He holds his fist. And we've seen Danielson strike first. Mm-hmm. Like we we've seen them go back and forth between that. But like how are they gonna when they when they're teaching, they're always consistent. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be really interesting. I don't know. I'm very excited to watch them be friends. Cause honestly, the best parts of this show are when Danielson and Johnny like are like cool. Oh yeah! Like when they get the drinks together, or in or not to do season two, but the the Mexican restaurant in season that's two. One of the best that, that's ever. that's my favorite fifteen minutes in television. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> it's amazing. Whenever they're like, they don't put them on screen together too much in this show. They don't. They really save it and they really make it, those moments special and well done. Uh-huh. I really appreciate that. <clears throat> well, the other element of this show is yeah, you have a conflict going on with them, but you have this new generation and these younger characters who are going through some of the same struggles that uh, Daniel and Johnny did when they were younger and getting introduced to karate. Um, 
what what really just drives home the tone of the show and what really sold me when I was watching it, I think it was in the first episode um, when you first you're introduced to Miguel. So, you know, you have the scene in the original Karate Kid where the Halloween night where Johnny and his friends are just like beating the crap out of out of Daniel. And Miyagi comes and like beats him up and saves him. Mm-hmm. Like that's so cool. Like Miyagi's so cool. He saved him from the evil bully kids. And you have something that's kind of a similar setup where Miguel is getting beat up by the class bullies. And Johnny comes and just kicks the crap out of all the class bullies. And I don't know if you got this vibe, but to me it just felt pathetic and stupid. It was weird. This guy is beating up teenagers. And then <laughs> Daniel got all mad about it. Yeah. Because like, at the time he thought those they were probably they were okay kids but yeah johnny obviously knew they were bad kids and but the whole point of just johnny at that stage it's so pathetic that he's wailing and beating uh-huh. up these high school kids <laughs> even if you end up liking him more along the way and really sympathizing with miguel and him being kind of the main character of the mm-hmm. show but you're just like he this is the same thing miyagi did but it's not the same because he is not miyagi Here's here's the thing I just thought of too. He's kind of in the same place that Miyagi was too. He was a handyman. Yeah, that's a handyman true. who mm-hmm. knew knows karate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, Johnny had just been fired, and he is an alcoholic who isn't capable of taking care of bonsai trees. Yeah, but so it's very they're very different in like their respectfulness. But it's showing kind of the same arc, but starting from different points. Mm-hmm. Which is really a really interesting way. They, they they didn't just try to recycle what they had going in the original. The really first season, especially, is just so it's so well crafted. Mm-hmm. Like introducing Sam in the car that hits Johnny's car, and then having to take Johnny's car to the dealership that Daniel owns. Yeah. Like that just, I don't know. I was just really impressed by <laughs> how they wove all that stuff together to introduce all the characters seamlessly. Well, and and also. The big thing in the original movie is how cool karate is and how mm-hmm. everyone wants to know karate. In this universe, everyone's like, what's karate? Like, why would we want to learn karate? Like, that's <laughs> it's so antiquated and stupid. Mm-hmm. But then these, like, guys from a bygone era introducing it to him and them kind of picking it up going, oh, okay, I, like, I kind of see the lessons and the use for this um, in a world where it doesn't really fit. But mm-hmm. You asked me who my favorite character was, though. Mm-hmm. Who do you think my favorite character is? Well, it's not, I'm going to say it's not either of uh, the Lee. It's not Ralph Macchio or William Zabka. Um, Johnny or Daniel? Yeah, it's not Johnny or Daniel. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Hawk, maybe. No, I think Hawk has some really cool moments and he's one of the characters I'm most excited to see in season four. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite character in Cobra Kai is Amanda oh, LaRusso, really? Daniel's wife. <laughs> I could see She that. is so yeah. funny. And she's the only one who's just like, what she's the She's the only one with a clear head. Like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? Like, we're, we have warring karate dojos going on right now. Like, grow up. <laughs> that's the other thing that's so self-aware about this show is the first movie is a really intense conflict between karate dojos. In this, they're like, it's the same thing. But there are people on the outside going, like, what? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, man. This show, I, it gets everything right. It hits every nail right on the head. It's funny, but it's not always like goofy funny. Like you take it seriously enough and it's got strong performances and good character development. Um, 
and like each season is its own self-contained thing, like you said. Mm-hmm. All right, you want your first award? Mm-hmm. All right, so I didn't come up with nominees, but I have my own opinion on who I think is the winner. But I'm just going to give you the award and see who you think it is. All right. The award for from first episode to last episode of the season, who do you think was the most improved character? Started bad, ended good. I'm going to say Miguel. It's kind of the Miguel journey. and uh, I mean, he, he improves, but not... It, it, it's hard because he, he becomes less of like a wimp i guess and becomes stronger but he also kind of goes down that dark path you were kind of looking at the question differently than i was thinking of it because yeah he he i think he grows the most physically but at the end of the season i think he's he's in a rough place a little bit more of a jerk yeah Yeah. he's he he, the cobra kai is infecting him the venom is getting in there (laughs) so the the guy i did have for this award was robbie Sure, yeah. From he's I think he started at the lowest cuz at the beginning of the season Miguel, super nice kid, wants to learn, really excited about karate. At the end conflicted with some of the no mercy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But great at karate, but yeah. so was Robbie. Mm-hmm. Like I think at the end of the season if you want to get into like power ranking karate fighters, like Robbie and Miguel are equals in my sure. mind. Miguel was just hurt or Robbie was just hurt. But Robbie just grew so much as a person throughout season yeah. one. Maybe but, I have too much of later season Miguel in my head. Maybe yeah, it's really hard to separate because, <laughs> yeah, like it, by the end of the season three, like Miguel's the guy. Like yeah, he's sure. he he's the most consistently right after after season two. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll we'll break that down more. That's fair. That's really fair. All right, what's next? What's next? Okay, what would you say? Do you think Miguel or Robbie for that last one? No, you've convinced me. It's Robbie. Okay. Um, Robbie, by the way, is Johnny's son. Yeah. Who, what would you title this season? I've titled it 1v1 squared. Because okay. this, this season very much is two different 1v1s, but they're like the ones are kind of correlated. Like this is Johnny versus Daniel again, mm-hmm. but it's also a big Miguel versus. Uh, Robbie episode or season. That's that's kind of what I see defines this season. But but if you think about it, that Robbie versus Miguel conflict wouldn't be taking place unless these two guys had their beef already. Yeah, so they're correlated. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, you're just you're dead on. That's kind of the main thing going on there. Okay, just wanted to get out of the way. Who's the MVP of season one? It's hard to look past just the first moment where Miguel breaks out his karate in the lunchroom and beats up all the bullies. They're like, is that karate? And he's like, no. It's Cobra it's Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> it's absolutely Miguel. You Miguel is absolutely the MVP of the season. You want to stand up and cheer. Like, it's one of those moments that you're just so rooting for someone and really satisfying. I will never forget the first time I watched that lunchroom brawl scene. Mm-hmm. I literally Same. stood up. Yeah. And it was just... I'm pretty sure I had a similar reaction. It, that's a, such a great scene, man. It, well, every time I watch it, too, it's way shorter than I thought it was. Well, and the, the choreography is so insane. Mm-hmm. Like, the fight choreography in this show is the fights are great. It's very hardcore. Like they spend Which, a lot of time on yeah. it. We'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to just do that now? Yeah. What's th- okay? I do. I did write down some nominees for this, but obviously, talking about 
a show called Cobra Kai. We're going to have to break down the karate at some point. Obviously, it's not all karate. It's all. Yeah. We're not we're not martial group. arts experts. No, but we are karate. Even if experts. we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, your nominees that I've written down. Don't feel like you have to stick to this list. The All Valley Championship, Miguel versus Robbie. The Lunchroom Brawl, obviously. Daniel San versus Boba. And Johnny versus Robbie's friends, which is a verbal assault. <laughs> Do you remember this? When the, he, he busts into Robbie's apartment for the first time and his friends are just there. And these <laughs> kids are just like, hey, screw you, man. And Johnny just gives <laughs> it right back to him. Back. And just completely shuts down these teenage jerks. Just like, <laughs> what's that thing on your face? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, just for the sake of variety, I'm going to go with that one, the Johnny the Johnny verbal assault. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite moments in season one. I, I, just... I, have, I have trouble giving it to the All Valley Tournament just because that's so that's such an upsetting sequence, like thematically and oh, character-wise. Yeah. It's very conflicting. You do, yeah. Because you um, want Miguel to be like the Daniel son of the mm-hmm. season, but he's he's part of Cobra Kai, so right. it's tough for him to kind yeah. of balance that out. Yeah. And s- seeing where uh, Robbie ends up, like where we are now, I have a hard time seeing myself ever having rooted for him. Like he just takes such like a dark downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he was the one I was like rooting for, but mm-hmm. you know. Which... Again, I'll save it for the season four preview, but probably the character I'm second most excited to see. Because they got something else with him now. Yeah. Any other awards we got? What relationship in season one do you care about the most? Hmm. There's Miguel and Sam. There's Kyler and Sam. There's Robbie and Sam. There's Danielson and Amanda. There is, what else is there? There's, a, I think a big one too is Moon and Hawk. Oh, right. <laughs> and then, uh, not in the same sense, but just relationship in general, uh, Johnny and Robbie. Yeah. And I guess you could say Daniel and Sam as well. I might have said that already. The, the Johnny and Robbie one, I think, is what drives a lot of this stuff emotionally. Um, because that's just such a weird split that, like, Daniel is teaching Johnny's son and he feels like he's kind of tearing him away from him. And so as the viewer, that's what's, like, driving your emotional engagement is you feel, like, whether you agree or disagree with any of these characters, you feel that tear. Um, so that's what kept me the most engaged. So that's what I would go with. Mm. Well, I'm going to say Hawk and Moon. Just for Can't pure comedy <laughs> purposes. <laughs> Other than that, I think I might have ran out of all my awards. Do you have anything? Sixth yeah. man of the year. Sixth man. Yeah, what character was on the bench for most of season one but had really good moments at times? Um, I think that... Uh, Dimitri works really well as uh, that's good. Just, one. just kind of the character to shoehorn Miguel into this whole universe. Like they have a distinct moment when they do it, when like uh, Miguel goes and sets it mm-hmm. Hawk and Dimitri's table, and you realize like that they're the outcasts, and <laughs> like uh, Dimitri having the facial 
disfigured. Wait, no, that's Hawk. That's a facial. Yeah, Eli Moskowitz. Yeah. Um, Looks like he went down on a lawnmower. <laughs> that's right. According to the bullies. And you feel bad for these kids, um, but you don't feel as bad for one of them when he takes a dark and bullyish turn himself. You always know he's still in there, though. I love him. Yeah, Hawk. yeah, you do. They, they don't spend enough time on him to make you legitimately question. I think Hawk is bad. the most fun to watch fight, too. And I think he's had some really, like, he has some of the best moments fight-wise in the sure, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in season three. But, yeah, I think also if we're going back to the power rankings, though, I think he's a clear third. Like, Johnny, or uh, Robbie and Miguel, 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. I think Eli's after them, but, like, it's a pretty obvious, like, he's not as good as those guys. Yeah. Because Robbie kind of schools him in the in the lunchroom too. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember true. if that was season one or two, but it happens at some point. Yeah. Once you just watch the show as often <laughs> as I do, it's just all kind of one season. Oh, you fly through it though. Like, it's got everything you want to make you keep watching. And it really does. It's funny. It has really great comedy at times. It's got awesome action. Great performances. All the actors are good. There's not one actor that I don't think is very... Oh, wait. There's one actor I don't think is oh, very who? good. Who? Uh, man, I'm going to feel bad, actually. No. just She actually got removed from the show after a couple seasons. But Nicole Brown, who plays Aisha... Oh, yeah. I really, I, I wasn't they, necessarily They have, like, they have like a one-off explaining her absence at the beginning of season three. Like she had to move or something? Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, she's she, probably... She didn't feel that... Yeah, we'll have to the plot. We'll have to look up at some point like what happened with that. Mm-hmm. But she like set up to be kind of an important character, like Sam's connection to yeah her and like that another warring side with Cobra. Right? Guy yeah, and, she was a connection of the conflict because she's part of the group that people make fun of mm-hmm. while Sam is getting drawn over to more of the cool kids yeah. and whatever. And and then Aisha becomes just as cruel as anyone. Like she becomes one of Crease's uh, kids. For, for real, you know? Yeah. I love how we're just spoiling seasons two and three in our well, season one discussion. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be fine. It's worth a watch no matter what. Go watch this show. Like, if, if, you for, some, if, if for some reason you haven't seen it or if you have any doubts, I've never met someone who watched this show and regretted it. It is so good. And like, I, I, I know people I, of all ages that enjoy this show too. Yeah. Like I know men in their fifties who love this show. Yeah. It's multi-generational. You've, you've got the conflicts going on and all those different levels. Here's the way to describe it too. Like it's, it's great for us right now because it's just a great show, but then it's great for older people because they grew up with karate kid. And this show is essentially just perfectly written fan fiction about karate. Kid. <laughs> You're right. Like it's just like someone who loved Karate Kid one day is just like, I wonder what would have happened if those guys grew up mm-hmm. and just wrote this. It goes and it's exactly like, how you think it's gonna go. It, they end up yep. exactly where you think. At the All Valley tournament. And, and yet they again. perpetrate their influence back down. But it's not just it's not the exact same thing that happens in the movies before. Like it's a different world, so they their pupils kind of take different paths and it's really interesting and entertaining along the way. Couldn't have said it better myself. So go watch it. 
Is that all we have to that's, say about this? That's all I have to say. No, we'll have plenty more with our uh, subsequent discussions of the next seasons, but um, I'd say that's fair. Glad, glad we got a trailer to tide us over. Yeah. And I'm so excited, man. It's gonna be this <laughs> December. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough month. It'll be a great month. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we will see you in a second with another segment of Weiwa. Welcome back to the end of the episode for my favorite part of the week. It's favorite. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Weiwa, or also known as What Are You Watching? So, Ben Jones, what are you watching? I am watching a show called Squid Game. Oh my gosh, me too. Oh, you're actually watching it? I started it, it yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I know I'm not the only one watching it because it's number one on Netflix right now. It's top the top watch in 90 different countries and it's currently on pace to become the most watched Netflix show ever. Netflix piece of content. Seriously? It is just blowing up. Holy crap. So how far into it? Are I've you? watched two episodes. Okay. Cause I, I have only the season finale left. Okay. So don't spoil anything. I, I'll, I'll stay very spoiler free, especially now that I know yeah. you're watching it. But <laughs> the best way I can describe it in Phil terms would be, Imagine Phil's favorite show, Family Game Fight. Okay, be careful right now, please. <laughs> you're going to hurt my feelings. The punishment, and you're competing in games. If you don't win the game, you get killed. That doesn't happen in Family Game Fight, but... I'm saying it's yeah. Family Game Fight, except <laughs> that's the twist. Uh, it's, a, it's a South Korean show. Um, so it's, it's, it's oh, in, it's South. I know it's South Korea, Ben. You don't. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not trying to tell it. I'm not trying to tell it to you anymore. <laughs> no, I'm saying if if you're talking about a show that was made by a Korean, we know it was South Korean. <laughs> like, you no, should, I, I mean, this is there's a lot of upsetting stuff that happens. Maybe it was North Korea. Okay. <laughs> This is just what life is like in North Korea. Okay, I thought you were saying that it was made by South Koreans, which it was. But, I, but it, <laughs> yeah. you're saying it's it, it's it, well, it's made, set it It's in, also set in. in South okay, <laughs> no, all right. This is just what life is like in North Korea. In life or death game <laughs> shows. We don't know. <laughs> this is what they be. turn the TV on. <laughs> this is even a script. Shot dead. Not a script, man. <laughs> this is secretly a cry for help. <laughs> Well, this is a, a, we hope you enjoyed this section. Of, no, I'm just the North Koreans have shut us down. We're, Kim Kim Jong Un will no longer allow our podcast to be played in North Korea. Are we gonna floodlight the interview at some point now? Because of this? <laughs> but if any of you are unfamiliar with Squid Game, a Korean show set in Korea, and it's this group of. Largely lowlifes, um, people who are in debt. Lots of debt. Yeah, debt, rough life situations. They play this real-life game show type thing. A game show isn't quite the right word because it's like closed off and secretive. But they get pulled, they sign, they each get drawn into this competition somehow. They go there on their own will. And they get told they get to compete in like games for money. But it gets a little suspicious when they get knocked out and drugged and kidnapped and then put in this, like, giant prison cell with each other and told they're not allowed to leave and the people overseeing them are wearing masks and full body suits so they can't tell their identities. 
And then there's a real red flag when the first game is red light, green light. But on red light, if you get caught moving, you get shot and killed. Yep. So that freaks some of them out. Rightfully so. <laughs> um, and so it's this very messed up, dark game show that's life or death. But they're competing for a ton of money. Each person that... It, am I right when saying like each person that gets eliminated from the game, the pot of money it gets increases. bigger? Okay. Yeah. And that leads to some very intense conflicts later as you'll oh, see. Oh yeah. Um, but staying as spoiler free as possible. Um, just what, so now that I didn't, I had no idea you were watching this. What, what do you think of this? <laughs> I saw that it was an hour. I thought it was a movie. 45 minutes into the second episode. I was like, man, this has been the longest hour of my life. And then I realized it was the second episode. And there's nine of them. And, but no, I'm, I'm super, I'm into it. I'm definitely going to watch the rest yeah. of it. It's um, for fair warning. It is a Korean show. So the original actors are speaking Korean, but the what's probably going to come up automatically is the dubbed. So it's English voices over Korean so, wording. So you're doing it different. I'm, I'm watching the original with English subtitles. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, I, that's I, how I'm going to do it then. Yeah. It's a way better. Okay. Cause yeah. I, I was going to say, I wasn't really bothered. It's actually a pretty good dub. Yeah. Um, no, but you you learn. I think you get a lot closer to the character. Okay, I'll because it, it does it it is drawing a little bit, especially at first, because it's they did a really good job of you don't really notice it until like three or four minutes in to like the speaking, mm-hmm. like you don't notice it exactly the first couple times. So I'm gonna switch over to the Korean. My my TV just defaulted to the English, even though. Oh no, yeah, that's what it did for me. But I went. And you switched, switched it. it. Wow, man, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Way to go. But yeah, where, where you are, I would say end of the second episode, that's where I really got locked in. Okay. Like, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop at the beginning. I'm like, I just have to figure out what happens, uh-huh. and like what this is all about. But like end of the second episode, I'm like, okay, like I, I'm not putting this down. Ever. Well, I would have been watching it the last two days, um, but I switched back over to Cobra Kai mm-hmm. to, you know, very, just, very you know, fair. yeah. So, um, if, if you want to be like the rest of the world and watch this show, which I'd be, I've tried to read nothing about it because I don't want any spoilers because I just have one episode left. I, I watched the first eight episodes in much less than a week. Like, they're an hour long too. That's pretty good. Yeah. And not that like I have loved every minute of it, it's more just, you, it doesn't let you stop. Yeah. Um, it's, it's major, major trigger warnings. It's, I don't know what you've seen already, but it's, very, very violent. Mm-hmm. A lot of upsetting subjects. Um, they leave nothing to the imagination. Wow. <laughs> Go Korea. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, South Korea. <laughs> maybe North. I don't know. <laughs> but you get... Uh, it's really intense. And it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's one of the most graphic things I've ever watched. And maybe that's just my tender little heart who hasn't watched enough <laughs> of things. But wasn't Nemo the most violent movie you'd seen up until <laughs> right, this? Yeah, let's bring that up. Um, once an episode. <laughs> but I, once you start, you're not going to be able to stop. And Certified bingeable. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for you to be able to take this journey and see what you think of it. I'll text you when I finish. Yeah. I, it's not something I say I like, I have thoroughly enjoyed all of. 
Um, it's just something that it doesn't let you quit watching it, you know? Will we do a Wei Wa Wu when we're done? We might have to. Um, I, I still don't know completely what direction it's going to go um, with the ending. It, it can get a bit slow at times. There's one particular subplot that kind of drags the show down, and you'll figure that out soon enough. Um, but the part of each episode where they're playing the game, you are completely riveted. And, like, you can't look away. Like, the re- the red light, green light scene. Like, the 20 minutes of that from the first episode. You're just like... <laughs> it's it's something else. It's really well shot, too. Yeah, and they spare no expense for this show. Um, I think it's like it would be a really expensive show to um, film. Just as far as, like, the effects and the sets are just wild. It would be great if if we did a way woo and we actually did like crazy amounts of research and we knew everything about it for once. I, I want to figure that out once I've finished this. Okay. Honestly, like, um, works for me. Anything else you want to say about squid game? I would recommend it, but know what you're getting into. Be careful. Yeah. If you don't like the first two episodes, don't keep watching. Yeah, that, okay. that's fair. <laughs> like it's not gonna like if you don't like those, it's not gonna. It, work. it depends on why you don't like them. Okay. <laughs> like if oh, you're turned yeah, off yeah. by how graphic it is, that, then yeah. turn it off. That's what, that's what I was trying to get. Turn at. the TV off. <laughs> go go watch something that's less violent, like Attack the Block. <laughs> <laughs> or Nemo. Or Nemo. Well, it's arguably more violent. Yeah, but yeah, arguably, you could argue anything, huh? <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Don't Watch Everything podcast. If you liked it, follow us. If you didn't, thanks for listening anyway. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us. We're not hiding. We're not. We did not watch it. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.